sometimes people are so desperate to fix the past, to heal that trauma, to remember exactly what happened, that they get stuck there even more. So then they don't move forward. Right. right? They're just just living there in that space. Just living there like, okay, until I remember Mm -hmm. what happened, until I understand or feel this pain again as a five-year-old or whatever it is, I'm not going to heal it. And I don't think that's always the case. Welcome to Manifestable. I'm your host, Danette May, and each week I will bring you epic guests and live coaching where you can come to receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns, and live into your soul's purpose. My mission is to remind people of their power and that they have the control to tap into their energy to achieve extraordinary things. I have to ask you because I know this is going on so prevalently around the world. People are dealing with anxiety and stress more than ever and you are not alone if you're experiencing this as well. And I'm so excited about this episode because if you're dealing with stress and anxiety, I have something that's going to be shared with you that you can do in the private of your own home and in minutes to reduce your stress and anxiety. And my next guest here is a dear friend, someone I respect so much who has helped millions, literally millions of people around the world through his exclusive program. Tune in to learn what that is. All right, Nick, I'm so excited to have you here. So I've already prefaced Nick that can I like look under the hood? Can I ask any question? And he's she like, asked me what was off limits. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not like a celebrity. They have their list of like, don't ask about nice. You know, yeah. You don't like, like have those secrets. I don't have those secrets. You know, at least I don't think I do. Well, I am so excited to have you because I have to tell you, and you've, I've told you this last year, but I have taken your program, used it in my life, used it in my children's lives. And I think once we can impact our children, that's when we're really like so drawn to somebody because I watched as my little girl would be like, I came home after my math test and I did the tapping and I totally got 100% of my math test mom. And she was so excited because she would get anxiety about the timer. And because the teachers would be like, okay, how many answers, questions can you answer in this amount of time? And that would create this anxiety for her. And so she would just do tapping and and it's just been such a huge thing in our family. So Amazing. I'm excited Amazing. to like talk to the guy behind the scenes of this awesome program. And we'll get to that. But I want to know, what was Nick thinking like as a five-year-old or a 10-year-old? Like, can you take me back to that time? Like, what was really shaping your life at that time? Yeah, so five or 10. Well, let's go with it. At five, I am living in Argentina. I was born in Argentina. Wow. And I moved here when I was just about to turn eight. So spoke Spanish, still speak Spanish fluently and was young enough that there's no accent so no one can detect it. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't now. know that. Yeah. So it's interesting about five and when we think about, you know, a lot of what we do with tapping is memories and the things that happened in our childhood and how they can be relevant to our personal experience today is. So I don't have that many memories at five. And I think it's most likely because I made that switch at eight and then didn't have the reinforcing things around me to remind me of those memories, if that makes sense. We were just looking at videos of my daughter, June, and I have a million videos of her now. And we have so much more of our kids than we ever did when we were growing up. And I think that those are interesting because as she gets older, if she hopefully she doesn't have to do too much tapping, but if she's doing tapping when she's 20 or 30 or 40, she could pull up some of those videos and, and 
turn the brain back on and be like, what was going on in my life at that time? Mm. Right? So when I was five, then I moved. It's a big switch, different language. There's all this other. You're a different country. In. Was exactly. there a trauma that kind of went on around you know, I've that definitely, time? I've definitely tapped. And you know, people always ask, well, how do you tap on childhood stuff if you don't remember it? Some people have definitive memories of childhood abuse, tough upbringings, parents yelling at them. Like Those are places to go to heal those wounds. Other people will be like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's something there. So what I've done in those instances is just tap without really knowing and wow. saying things like, you know, we'll get into tapping for those that don't know, but, you know, <laughs> saying things like, even though I don't know what that transition was like, I choose to feel safe about it now. So it's almost like cleaning up some of the stuff from the past without knowing, did was that traumatic? I do remember my first couple months I was at a different school was tough. I remember locking myself in the car. Uh, my great aunt tells a story. So I must have just been turning eight around then. So I'm eight years old. I mean, this is a you know pretty it's big a, kid, right? Like language, everything. And didn't want to go to school. Didn't want to go to school. My great aunt drives me to school. She gets out of the car. I lock all the doors. <laughs> she right? can't, get, can't in. get in. There's no like click, click, <laughs> open it. It was like, so. Just like banging on the window. Banging on the windows. And I, and I remember that. So having that memory, I then say to myself, oh boy, something must have been going on for me to be so unhappy at school. Now, the good news is two months later, I went to a new school in the town. I settled and that was fantastic. For there was a different reason, energy. It was better energy, for you. Different environment. I thrived. It was like, great. But I've tapped on, you know, even though I don't know what happened, I choose to let it go now, releasing some of that. I'm stuff. glad you're saying this because when I've worked with people that have had maybe just like experiences in their past. A lot of times the body just doesn't remember out of like its protection. Safety, absolutely, yeah. And they're like, should I remember? Or should yeah. I go back and try to remember? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it's good to explore it, see what you can do. And at the same time, it's a delicate balance with tapping because what I do find is that sometimes people are so desperate to fix the past, to heal that trauma, to remember exactly what happened that they get stuck there even more. So then they don't move forward. Right. right? So They're just, just living like, there in that just space. Just living there like, okay, until I remember mm -hmm. what happened, until I understand or feel this pain again as a five-year-old or whatever it is, I'm not going to heal it. And I don't think that's always the case. One of the things that I like to do with tapping in, in virtually every session, whether it's a 10-minute tapping meditation on our app or a one-on-one -on -one for an hour, is to make sure... Yeah, we go there, we, we go to experience it, but then we move towards the positive. Oh, I like and, that. And I think that's the beauty of tapping as a process. And for those that are like, wait, why do they keep talking why about Why do they tapping? keep talking about tapping? <laughs> I don't see tap shoes on. <laughs> we call it tapping because we are literally tapping on endpoints of meridians of our body. And what the latest research has shown is that when we do that while bringing up the stress, the trauma, the anxiety, like your daughter's feeling about the math, right? So it's like, she's got the timer on. She feels that anxiety. What's happening? Her amygdala is firing. The fight or flight mechanism is activating because she's going, this is dangerous. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do this. Like, this is a fight or flight situation for her brain. So what happens then? This is what's terrible about that situation for her and oh, every no, kid under pressure and every adult under pressure is fight or flight activates. The blood flows away from the brain into the arms and legs. <laughs> Why? Because she thinks her body, mind and spirit think she has to fight. She has to flee. Like she's panicked. And we've all been in that state, right? right? You're not going to be solving math problems. You're not going to be solving math problems. <laughs> and I joke about thinking about this fight or flight response and its native historical influence on us. And it's, well, when a tiger was chasing us or a bear was chasing us. And I say, 
than that. Imagine there's a tiger chasing you right now, right? Which is what anxiety is, which is what fear is, which is what that amygdala firing is. And I come up running next to you and I'm like, hey, Danette, I've got 12 math problems that you have to solve right now in 60 seconds. Or, hey, Danette, tell me about your vision for your life. What do you really want to create? What are the beautiful, positive, uplifting experiences right. that you want to have? Danette, tell me about your relationships. Where do you feel like, you know, you're just not opening or communicating or you want to say something that hasn't been said? Whatever big question, you would look at me and you would say, did you see that bear or that tiger <laughs> behind me? Can you do something about this? I can't move forward in my life. I can't make these breakthroughs. These I decisions. can't even go there. Yeah. I can't even go there because my brain is offline. And, you know, similar to that, when we think about when do we have a great idea? When are we inspired? We hear things like, oh, I was taking a shower. shower. I was taking a bath. I was walking in the woods. I was laying out outside and I had this insight. Why don't I do this? Why? Because the brain's online because we're tapped in, no pun intended, to our creativity, to our greater senses. Right. When we're stressed, when it's the middle of the week, when something happened, when we're overwhelmed, we never go, you know, I was right in the thick of it and I was yelling at that person and that, and then I had the breakthrough. It just doesn't work that way. So that is what tapping is. Is that, it just brings you back to the brain becoming online. Online. And the tapping, as funny as it is, and if people haven't experienced it, it's, I would say, you don't have to believe me. Just give it five minutes, five, 10 minutes, because you will see that if you are anxious, if you're overwhelmed, if you're stressed, if you can't let go of something, that's what's crazy about tapping. And I know you've had the experience. Mm -hmm. I'm still surprised about it when I go, okay, this thing is upsetting me or I can't seem to let go. Like we all know these emotions that just hang on. And then I did this tapping thing and I like can't get it anymore. I just don't care. You just like move on. It's like you turn in another direction. You're like, why was I even stressed about that in the first place? Mm. Just like we say about things that happened five years ago in our lives. Right? When we think back, okay, what happened five years ago? Super stressful, super challenging. Now you're like, well, I'm fine. I'm I good. made it through yeah. it, right? It's, it's back there in the past. So the question is, can we speed up that process? Totally. Can we take it so that momentary anxiety, that momentary anger, that momentary, I can't let this go, doesn't have to live in our bodies for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And to wrap that back into childhood, that's what happens for a lot of us, that we don't let go of that potential trauma of moving from another country when you're eight years old and not speaking the language, that we don't let go of challenging situations in our family dynamics and right. what people said to us. Right. Wow. Could someone do this? Let's say they're about to get into a heated discussion with their spouse yeah, yeah, yeah. and they can feel the anxiety. They can feel the anger, even with a child or a teenager or whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. Can you do this like one minute prior to going into conversation and be in a better state? 100%. Now, so that's here's, powerful. Here's what's usually going to happen for most of us. We're going to have a heated argument, right? It's going to be afterwards. You're going to be like, I can't let this go. Like, it just happened. because I'm still wrapped in that loop of the story. Yeah, totally. Why are we arguing all of a sudden? Because we did the same thing we've been doing for this long. And we're assigning this blame to this. Right. So what's normally going to happen is, okay, have the heated argument. And then you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't. I'm mad, but I feel guilty, but I'm angry. Then you do the tapping because then you're going to find, like, I got a little space. You're going to tap to let go of that experience. (laughs) You're going to go, oh. Okay, now I have some clarity and I can speak and maybe I can say sorry a little bit sooner than I would have a year ago. Maybe it doesn't take me a week to say sorry or maybe a decade to say sorry or just open up that conversation. Or maybe it's, you know, you can just, hey, this is why I'm hurt. I'm not going to say sorry because you said something to me in this moment, but I can explain why I'm hurt. So 
That's what's going to happen. And then you're going to go, okay, the tapping opened up my heart, relieved some of that. Mm. And then the hope would be that if you do that enough times, now you don't have that mechanism where you're that triggered. fight or flight, that yeah. fight or flight. And, and, you know, my personal experience with tapping, I did a lot more tapping 10 years ago. Well, now it's 12, 13, 14 years ago when I first found it than I do today on the big stuff. Because yeah. I'm, I'm It's not, not as big anymore. Yeah. You know? And I'm not yep. saying like, I'm not enlightened. I <laughs> have my challenges. <laughs> totally. I have the things that I, the stress that I deal with, but I can tell you definitively that there are things that just don't trigger me. A lot of what you hear 60, 70, 80 year old people, people later in their lives say, Hey, I've, I found this peace in my life. Oh, right? that's because so good. I've gone through decades of this and now I've realized, man, there wasn't a point in fighting this. So I care about family and meaning and connection, all these things. Can okay. we do that as a teenager? Can we do that in our yes. 20s? Can we do that in our 30s? I've just turned 40. So can we do it earlier so right. we don't have to suffer through all this time when we're fighting and we're grinding? And, so we can actually you know. live. So let's give people Okay, let's, get, let's do it. Let's do it. Promise. It's like, yeah, it's you know. cute. And I think people are like, I really want to learn this. Like, yeah. what is this? So okay. we start by picking what we want to work on. Okay. Now, if you're feeling physical pain right now, tapping is fantastic. So if you're in pain, try the pain. If you're anxious about something, if you're angry about something, if there's something you just like can't let go Ooh. of, if there's an upcoming event that you're stressed out about, speaking on stage, it, speaking on stage, it's great for that. Awesome. Uh, so pick a thing that is bothering you. And the first thing you want to do after you pick it is give it a number on a zero to 10 scale. So you say, I'm angry at 10. It's so intense. I'm so overwhelmed, you know, whatever it is. So you, you pick your thing. Pick your number, and then we're going to tap. And just follow after me. I'm going to do very general language on this, and we'll okay. go from there. All right? So we start by tapping on the side of the hand. We call it the karate chop point. Use whatever hand feels comfortable to you, tapping gently. And you want to, I know the first time you'll be thinking about this process, but you want to try to focus on what it is that you're working on. But for now, don't worry about it. Tapping on the side of the hand, and repeat after me. Even though I'm holding on to all this stress. Even though I'm holding on to all this stress. I choose to relax and feel safe now. I choose to relax and feel safe now. We're going to stay on the karate chop point. I'm going to do that two more times. So even though I feel all this, and you could fill in the blank, pain, anger, anxiety, overwhelm in my body. Even though I feel all this pain in my body. I choose to relax and feel safe now. I choose to relax and feel safe now. One more time, tuning into how you feel, even though I feel so stuck. Even though I feel so stuck. It's hard to let this go. It's hard to let this go. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. And we're going to tap through the points. You can use one hand or both hands. The meridians run down both sides of the body. The first point is called the eyebrow point, right on the inside of the eyebrow where the hair ends and it meets the nose. Don't worry about getting it perfect. Just get close enough. Tapping gently. And I want you to just think about this challenge. So if you have pain in your body, just feel it. If you're anxious, overwhelmed, Think the thoughts that bring up these emotions, these feelings, these memories. And we move to the side of the eye. It's not at the temple, right next to the eye, on the bone. Again, one side or both sides. Thinking the thoughts, feeling the anxiety in your body, the anger, the pain, the memory, whatever's going on. Now under the eye, right on the bone, tapping gently, tuning in. What do you feel? What are you thinking about? What's causing these emotions, these thoughts in your body? Under the nose, being present. If something happened, run that memory, run that movie. 
something's going to happen, like you have to give a speech, think about it. Underneath the mouth, right in that little crease in there, tapping gently, being present to what you feel. For the collarbone point, just feel for the two little bones of the collarbone. Go right below it. You can tap with all 10 fingers of both hands. And again, tuning back into that emotion, that anxiety, that overwhelm, that stress, whatever it is you're feeling. Underneath the arm, three inches underneath the armpit, either side of the body, right on the bra line for women, tapping gently. And the last point, tuning into how you feel. You do look like monkeys, but it's for a good cause. And we'll do one more round and we'll say a couple affirmations. So back to the eyebrow. It's safe to let this go. It's safe to let this go. Side of the eye. It's safe to relax. It's safe to relax. Under the eye and release these feelings. And release these feelings. Under the nose, these things that are keeping me stuck. These things that are keeping me stuck. Under the mouth, from every cell of my body. From every cell of my body. Collarbone, letting them go. Letting go. Under the arm, letting go. Letting go. Top of the head, right now. Right now. Gentle breath in. And let it go. So that was two very quick rounds, very broad. But what we do then is check in. So... If someone had an eight in the pain scale, maybe it's a seven or six or a five, mm. anxiety, anger. And then we just pay attention to what happened, right? So what's so incredible about this process, and I've seen it time and again, is we'll start working on one thing. Oh, like I've got sciatica pain and you tap on the pain. I remember working so clearly with this young female attorney and she was a runner. She was in great shape. She had horrible sciatica pain she'd had for like a year. And she was just one of those people that just powered. A driver. Her, like, just driver, driver. And she remembered when it happened. Like, she hurt herself at a wedding, and she thought that was it. So I'm going, exploring. Okay, let's tap on the pain first. Let's go about the wedding. And actually, all these emotional things happened at the wedding. So I thought, okay, that's it. There's an emotional trigger that's yeah. happening there. Not getting anywhere. Not getting anywhere. Just persistence, persistence. And then I finally said, all right, this isn't shifting. And it, we were tapping for 20, 30 minutes and there was no shift. This is what's neat about the process too, that like you could see when something unlocks. So I said, what is the most stressful thing in your life right now? Forget about the pain. What's the most stressful thing in your life right now? And she looked at me and she said, work. Tell me about work. She says, I hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate being a lawyer. I don't know why I'm a lawyer. I blah, blah, blah. She went on and on. So we spent it was just like 15 that. minutes on work, even though I hate work, even though blah, blah, blah. Sciatica pain gone, vanishes zero. Like in her body was holding on to those emotions, holding on. And look, a lot of people, especially with physical pain, I wrote a whole book, The Tapping Solution for Pain Relief, about physical pain. Everyone watching at home who's in physical pain right now likely has a diagnosis, right? They've been to a doctor, they've been told, I have degeneration in my spine, I have this, I have that. That's all great. It's great to see a medical doctor because pain can be you know, hey, there's something wrong. Like, this is why we go to doctors first. We don't tap when we're in pain. For Like, we go to a doctor, we get the This diagnosis. is what we've been conditioned to do. Right. This is why we're bringing this show about, because, like, we just think yeah. that we should go to a doctor. Like, yeah. they have the answer. Yeah, the answer. Now, again, with pain, go. That's okay. Go I'm not knocking out. on doctors, no, but go, go I do feel, yeah. Sometimes pain is a sign that there's yeah. something serious going on. But if the doctor says things to you like, this is chronic pain, you're going to have this forever. Or if you've been dealing with pain for five or 10 years, you've had multiple surgeries, like John, who was a Vietnam veteran, multiple surgeries. I mean, the guy was on painkillers for 30 years, like one surgery after another, he showed me the x-rays and like all this stuff. He comes to this tapping event that we do. This was way back, right? When we first started, when we filmed this movie that sort of set me on this path. And he'd been in pain for 30 years, 
he wakes up the second morning of the event, and there's video footage of this in his house, before, afterwards, he's pain-free for the first time in 30 years. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, what happened? Well, we worked on his memories from Vietnam, the pain, the fear, the guilt, all these things that were going on. So this is all to say that the little boxes that we tend to put ourselves in and right. that society puts ourselves in, puts us in, where we go to a doctor and say, you know, you're going to have this chronic pain for 30 years, where we say these things about ourselves. Oh, I am this way. Yeah. I, I just have a bad knee. I am lazy. Yeah. I procrastinate. Yes. I'm not in relationships. Like, all these things, all these belief systems that we stack on top of each other. And then it turns out to say, oh, this is who we are. I'm this person, right? Yeah. They can all be changed. And I've seen it time and again. Yeah. That is the genesis of the work that you and I do, the work that this world does, of personal development, of self-help. The genesis is, can I get from here to here? Can I create something greater within myself? What's incredible about tapping, that no matter who you follow, no matter what book you read, no matter what philosophy you subscribe to, you can just implement this with what you're doing. And it's just going to make that change faster. Oh, I love this. So I'm going to kind of be vulnerable for a minute because back when we were first starting our business, I obviously knew about tapping and I was teaching my kids. And by the way, it puts kids out fast. If yeah, you need them to go to sleep, fantastic. like say like yeah. they're in a racket, yeah, you're like, yeah. can I just tap on you yeah. for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> my kids are like, fine. And they're scrunched up and then they're just like out. But I would, yeah, totally. And then me and my husband did this together and you don't have to have a partner to do this, but it was really powerful because we're in business together every night we would lay down when one person would lay down and the other person would say affirmations about each other's success and tap on each other. And it was like so relaxing. And it was like, you would listen to the words that they were pouring over you, like about what your success is going to be. And you guys, you guys know my story. Like this stuff is legit. <laughs> like, and it clears that resistance away. Yeah. So here's the problem with just the affirmations. And we're here because of Hay House, because we're both Hay House yeah. authors. I got the opportunity to meet and spend time with Louise Hay, who was the queen of affirmations. Right. And I was doing tapping with her. She was so into it. And we did an interview together. And I said, Louise, you're the queen of affirmations. What are we doing when we're, you know, tapping on the side of the hand and saying, even though I'm so angry or even though like we're, we're feeling all these negative emotions, I thought you were about positive. And she looked at me and I think about this every single day. Wow. She said, honey, if you want to clean a house, you have to see the dirt. So she was like, you got to look at it. You got to, it doesn't mean that you don't live in the dirt. If your house is dirty, you, you don't have to be honest around. that you got dirt in there. <laughs> say, look, the floor is dirty. Yeah. Just let's clean it up. Let's not lick the floor. <laughs> let's not lie in the floor. Let's not be there forever. Let's clean it up and then move towards the positive. And that is what Louise's work was through. And wow, through. You, that's really you powerful. Read, you can hear your life. She was all about exploring the past. What are the places? Where's the dirt in your life? Where are the places that you're stuck? To use that as a jumping off point. Because then... You say an affirmation because, look, what happens when you say an affirmation that you don't really believe, right? If you don't have that, you're like, I'm rich and successful. And you're like, no, I'm not. You know? <laughs> I'm happy and abundant, I did do right? that, though, and I think it, no, eventually no. you start to believe it, though. If you push enough, 100%. Yeah. And you were doing other things. You were doing the tapping with it. You were you were changing your life. You were stepping yeah, forward. that's true. I was it, moving. You know? I was exercising actually doing 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. We have to release the resistance mm -hmm. and move ourselves into that higher state. Now, if you say that and it feels true, that's great. You probably said, I'm rich and abundant. And you were like, your energy was driving forward or forwards with that, which is great. The problem is 
when your brain is too hardwired for negativity, mm. for anger, for anxiety, you try to say that and your brain goes, that's BS. Like you're full of it. Ah, this is interesting. Right? Yeah. Like, so it's never going to be hundred percent. You're never going to be like, I'm rich and successful and abundant. Every cell in your body is turned on, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a push and pull. It's a dynamic play of going, okay, I'm going to accept what's going on here. And then I'm going to move further. I'm going to just take these little steps forward. Yeah. I've actually never heard anyone say that where you're like, hey, it's, there are going to be some wiring in your brain that's not going to actually believe it. And, and you're going to be pushing and pulling because a lot of times we're taught you just keep going, keep going, keep going. And maybe someone like me who is more like I'm going to get into movement and get into that yeah. action. But someone who's not wired like that may be like, this is not working. So this yes. is a way to actually be in an action and do some movement within the body and the meridian lines 100%. with it. And yeah. I think also the acknowledgement that doesn't happen often enough, or maybe it does and it just gets glossed over, especially with social media when it seems like everything's working out great for everybody. Yeah. Social media is either everything's perfect or completely falling apart. You know? <laughs> There's, no said, There's no in between. <laughs> so the journey that I've seen, the journey I've seen for people who have used tapping in their lives, for my friends, for my family, for colleagues, is that that interchange is going to be there. You've got to give yourself some space for that push and pull, for that allowance for procrastination, for, you know, I mean, I'll say to myself, like, I'm procrastinating today and I'm okay with it. And I like, and I accept it. I like every moment that I have to accept myself when I'm doing something that is deemed wrong, is deemed yeah. wrong you know, and there's also different ways to look at procrastination. Sometimes procrastination is a great thing because what does it mean? It means you got to relax a little bit. You got to let go. You got to find that space to, go for a long walk. Some people will be like, well, that's procrastinating. You should be writing that email, not mm. going for a long walk. Well, what if you get that insight when you write that totally. email? Totally. And also recognizing, and this goes to just a bigger picture period, what do you want in your life? Who do you want to be in the world as you? Be, not do. No, I be, love that. Be. Who do you want to be in the world? He didn't ask, what do you want to do? Look, I learned that lesson. I'm sure everybody watching knows Tony Robbins. He is a giant not only physically, <laughs> but emotionally and yeah. in the field. And it's incredible how he just keeps going. He made a big influence in my life. I mean, 2001, I was, I listened to some of his stuff in high school and college and my mom had bought the tapes. and <laughs> She and bought said, the whole thing. She bought the whole thing on TV. <laughs> tapes, got my Walkman, my yellow oh, Walkman, wow. the headphones, and I'm walking around. And so he made a big influence, went to a bunch of events. And I remember distinctly after the events, because when you see him in person too, yeah. he's something else. Like yeah. he is he is a beast. Like I, I can't hold a candle to the energy that he brings to the stage and the power and the de dedication, the passion. So that was great for that weekend and the events that I did. But then I found that I was A, comparing myself to him yep. and trying to model. There's nothing wrong with modeling for inspiration, hopefully. People watching are modeling some of the good tactics and techniques that you and I are sharing, but it was way too much comparison. Mm. And it took me a couple of years before I finally clicked and I was like, oh, I'm not Tony Robbins. <laughs> and right? I'm not going to be. And I'm not going, going to, to be. be. Now, the funny part of the story is that uh, he's, he's become a friend since then. So we hung out a couple of years ago. We connected through some work that my foundation does and... I went down to his house in Florida. This is probably three or four years ago now. And I'm sitting out, as you can imagine, like gorgeous place in Florida overlooking the ocean. And it was just dream come true for me to be spending time brainstorming with him. And we're talking about different things. And he is writing notes furiously. I mean, we're talking and he's 
and I'm sitting there. I, I don't have a notepad. I'm not writing anything. And I'm going, oh, man, should I be, should I be taking notes here? Like, what's he taking notes about? Uh, yeah. Like, and it was another moment of, that's Tony doing Tony. And this is me doing me. Yes. And they're both great. And we both serve our purpose in the world. Mm, and I think that's for so just good. everybody watching, just to try to find that delicate balance between having people you aspire to be like, having books that you read that you want to follow this diet or you want to do what they're doing. And also realizing that you got to be you. You got to decide what it is that you want to experience in your life. And when we make those choices, then everything opens up for us. Wow, so good. That was really awesome. Well, can I ask you something personal? Yes, please. So you didn't have anything at five and eight, but I really believe that yeah. people that go into this movement of really trying to help people through different healing modalities, whether it's self-help or it's tapping or whatever it's going to be, there's usually what I call this refiner's fire moment sure. that creates this fire yeah. to do this deeper why of bringing this out to the world. So can you share us a little bit of what brought you into this space? Yeah, it's a pleasure. And I don't often talk about it just because, I don't know. No one probably asked. <laughs> but I guess this is not off limits. So yeah, my big, what brought me to, to Tony, to tapping, to healing, to Wayne Dyer, to Louise Hay, to all these things, besides wanting to better my life, is I had massive health challenges, you know, a little bit growing up, more in high school, more in college, and all revolved around allergies, like really bad allergies. I mean, I've been told that when I was 10 months old, I ate eggs and my mom had to take me to the hospital. Really? Yeah, so like, okay, so you were like told to eat only certain things. It was I can tell you, I can see this thing on my fridge, which was the result of the pinprick allergy test. And it had all these little numbers. So it was like 30 by 24. It was the size of the reaction. You know, they prick you with like all these <laughs> things. And those are all the foods that I couldn't eat. So, you know, interestingly enough, a lot of the foods that they say to stay away from now, because they are the more allergenic foods, eggs, shrimp, soy, wheat. You know, that kind of <laughs> those thing. things were the, on the list, but that, your mom was feeding you those things. <laughs> so that was the list of things I could had to stay away from. And then I think what probably happened, I mean, if I just try to figure it out, you know, high school, college, after college, not a great, I mean, probably died just like everybody else, but drinking beers in college and this, that, and the other. Allergies got bad and it really manifested at night. So it was like itchy eyes at night, hives at night. I mean, I, I can give you years at a time where I'm not sleeping till six in the morning because eventually I would just be exhausted. Hives are no joke. So... They're no joke. And I did. The steroid packs would always fix everything. They were just such magic, you know, <laughs> but you can't stay on them. And they're not sustainable in the long term. So it'd be like, okay, things got really bad. And then steroid pack in high school and college and after college and that. So if I look really, my 20s were cleaning up the diet, going deeper into all this stuff. I started, you know. Because you were looking for some relief. looking for anything. You were like yeah. someone. And, like, and look, I've seen the allergist and I've done the allergy totally. medication. And, you know, what's crazy about it, and again, this isn't knocking medication. There's some medication that is life-saving, amazing, all those good things. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right? There's others that I could tell you, and I could take them now. Like if I take a, a specific, I'm not going to say brand name, kind of allergy medicine now, I will be depressed Grumpy to slightly depressed the next day. Yeah. And I don't do depressed. Like, <laughs> this, you know, this isn't like, oh, I had a bad day. 
you know, I mean, I could be hung over from having too few many margaritas and not do depressed. Wow. Something happens in that medicine that changes my neurochemistry. So that was the impetus. And that was the drive. I think that's probably what is underneath my deep, deep desire to help people heal. You know, yeah, because I've been there. For a long duration of time. For a long time. I mean, even, even through the making of the movie. So when we made the movie, that first year, 2007 is when we started it, uh, released it in 2008. There are a bunch of interviews that I couldn't go to. Because you, you were, what I love about this is that you were still in your mess when you were sharing your message. Yeah. And that's really powerful because you knew you were onto something, but it wasn't like, I have to be perfect and I have to be completely healed before I share this. Well, in that particular situation, so I wasn't the messenger. And this is maybe an interesting distinction. Now with social media and everything, we're all the messenger. We don't, you know, we don't have a choice. So in 2007, I make this movie because I want to put this content. I cared about tapping. I saw that it was a modality that could help others heal. And I wanted to put it out into the world. So if you watch the movie, the, the film's called The Tapping Solution. I'm in it for like two minutes, you know, because I wasn't the expert. And really, 2008, the movie comes out. We do these Tapping World Summits. It starts to grow. Wow. When Reed Tracy from Hay House, I met with him and Patty Gift and Nancy Levin. We had a dinner in New York City, not far from where we are now. And I had no interest in writing a book. I had no interest in being the expert. I was like, no, I bring these other people together. This is what I do. Oh, and, you thought you were more the like collaborator, yeah, the, collaborator. the visionary like, of this yeah, like was, idea going out. Oh, wow. It. That's and, interesting. And they actually, I wasn't interested in writing a book. And, and Patty from Hay House called me the next day How beautiful. with an offer because she knew the only way that she was going to get me <laughs> to move was like make, make you committed. Wow. And every step of the way I've been, which I think is a really good and healthy thing. I've been a reluctant messenger. I don't have this. I have this massive desire to get this technique in the world and to heal people's lives. I don't have a massive desire to be on stage in front of 10,000 people. For me personally, I will enjoy it if you tell me, hey, there's 10,000 people out there. They don't know about tapping. I will do it. But, you know, like it's a subtle difference of like. You don't feel like this is exciting. I want to be on that stage. You'll, you'll like show up if someone asks you to. But it's not I like- feel like it's a calling. It's a duty. It's yeah. a responsibility because I know I can share this technique and this message with people. Right? Yeah. So. Okay, so what is a recent thing in your life that tapping has helped? Because obviously there's always another yeah. glass ceiling. Yeah. You never fully arrive. Let's keep so, it all real. You might not be triggered as much. So but. The last, the, I've actually done more tapping in the last six months than I had in five years before, and here's why. I love this. I developed an app. <laughs> for the public <laughs> the app world that I use. it's so useful and what's funny about this too is so the the app has got about 120 meditations right now my sister jessica and i my brother alex is going to do some soon i can't watch myself on a video like if it's editing a video someone else has to do it i'm just totally. not, not i'm not like oh i hate myself i look so, i just don't i don't want to see myself talk, you know? <laughs> but there's something different on the app. I can hear it. I've got this great audio equipment and I really go into a space when I record them that when I listen back to my own voice, it doesn't annoy me. And you know how our voices, like when we hear our own voice, it annoys everybody. Everybody's like, 
I sound like that. You sure? Because there's that <laughs> disconnect or whatever is the sound. With the app, I'm okay. So I use it. The last, you know, I probably pull up my history. I've used it before bed a bunch of times the last couple nights. There's motivating me to have a productive day in there, which is like 10 minutes. And I've That's really that. been helping you too to just kind of get start your day. Well, it's unbelievable. It just unlocks. Like you have to try it. Like yeah, I want to try that my one. My employees use it now. And it's just like, I don't tell them to use it. They're just like, oh my That's gosh, good. it unlocks everything. So you acknowledge the stress, what you're feeling, you let go. And then you do some tapping, visualizing what you want to have happen that day. And wow. there's some language in there. Talked about being. Not what do you want to get done today? Who do you want to be today? Mm-hmm. Which is so much more fun because yeah. you'll never finish a to- to-do list. You'll never, ever win. There's something else right on the corner, right? <laughs> but you can win at being someone oh, on that day. Like you can go to bed that. at night and be like, oh, I yeah, kind of handled I, that well today. I was that person that yeah. I wanted to be today. Check mark. You know, and not perfect. Oh, maybe I could do this. Maybe this. But to me, that's a lot more fun than the to-do list. And guess what? The to-do list handles itself and you can still get all those things done. And this doesn't mean you're just like Zen monk. Like I am active. I'm out there. I'm pushing. Totally. I'm building, but I'm doing it in a different state. Wow. How cool. So where do they get your app? Anywhere where you get apps. So what's it called? It's called the tapping solution. Easy enough. Easy Easy enough. It's free to download. There's about 20 free meditations in there right now. And then there's a hundred others that you can unlock if you want to do a monthly or yearly or lifetime. So it's a nice model that what we're putting out in the world. And that's what tapping has been for me from the beginning. How can I share this tool with as many people as possible while respecting the business model and having a business and the understanding that, hey, if I want this app to reach a million people, I have to charge something for it because I have to run ads, okay. right? I have to hire people to do yep. things. I have to like, so, and I've been really pushing the last decade, this financial side of things in this healing field as a positive thing, because I've just seen so often where people go, oh, healing and money or business and finances are totally disconnected. So if you're a healer, people feel bad for charging. They have guilt. Oh, I'm helping people. They have all this stuff wrapped in it. And what's sad about it is that they can't then express their gifts totally. in the way that they would be able to if they had that financial incentive. And it's as simple as like, look, we have lights here right now. We have cameras and we have when running the camera. Like this moment in time, which is free for people to listen to, costs money simply to execute. So totally. as you decide what you want to do in the world, especially the people drawn to this series are likely to be healers and people who want to get a positive message out there and want to help change their lives and other lives, make the business element and the putting yourself out in the world element in a financially sustainable way a big part of it because you just can't ignore it. Mm, I love that. And you guys, I know... For all of you listening, I always put everything the person talks about in the show notes. So he talked about tapping solution for pain relief. Yeah. And, you know, he talked about his app, he even talked about the movie. So all these things get put in the show notes. So you don't have to like try oh, to right scroll right back yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just so everybody knows. Yeah. And if you had one message or one sentence or message you could share with as many people that are listening, what would that be? I just give it five minutes and try tapping. Just do it. Try it a couple times in whatever format. I mean, there's so many free things that are out there, whether it's my work or other people's work. You can just search tapping. Uh, it changes lives. And it's not just like just your life. I mean, it's like your kids' lives and your cousins' lives and your parents' lives and your siblings' lives. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's so easy to share and to go, hey, so you're dealing with this thing. I have something that might be able to help you. I have something that can help you feel better. 
Mm, thank you. As you guys know, I'm on a mission to help you find the modalities and the things that you need to take your life and your health and your happiness to the next level. I'm so excited that you joined me today. Thank you that you guys all watched and joined us and you can learn all about Nick and we'll link all his stuff below if you want to get dive into his world even more because I'm sure there's going to be more coming from you. It doesn't stop. <laughs> but right now, try the app out because I think that's probably going to be the smorgasbord of all that yeah, you that's offer. What, what's great about the app is we keep adding. Last yeah. week I added a tinnitus meditation because a dear friend of mine was struggling with it. So mm. within 72 hours, you're like, I'm going to add this, help him. And then there's all these people who are freaking out because they're like, I have that this is making <laughs> me feel better. So uh, yeah. see, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an to honor to hang with you and to learn too. So thank you so much. Yep. Thanks guys. Bye.